Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was the greatest opening of the that show. Was great. That was great. That was great. That was amazing. Shout, shout out to my, my lovely panda over here, Miss Amanda of his own talk. Wait, wait. Glowing in. <laughs> he said, "Look at me glowing in." <laughs> <laughs> she also Whoa. says, "She also says Benid correctly." So I'm very happy about that. Hey man, well, tell, tell me I'm gonna need that coquito Spanish, on so. deck. <laughs> He's saying about the way you said that. Yeah. Song. A, That's a, so... No, because I said um, pernil, and you're like, oh, what? Yes. <laughs> Tell him I'm going to need that coquito on deck, though. I'm going to need that. I, listen, I need my coquito on deck first. <laughs> I need that. But welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, a.k.a. the Soul of R&B. Matt, you'd have been proud of me the way I introduced myself on uh, Ramble Mania the other day. I ain't even chance to listen to it. You gotta send that no, to me, man. I'm gonna I'm I'm send it to y'all. All right. Yo. To my right, we have the queen. Queen, tell you, look at all. No, I'm sorry, not the queen. The queen, the model, the 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 influencer, nah, you gotta, the, the nah, superstar. Nah, nah, you gotta do it right. Out here looking like the black Audrey Hepburn. What? You gotta do it right. We gotta say. I, I know we gotta be PG, but the mother effing queen right now, looking all, <laughs> look looking like yeah. top dollars, million dollars. I hear you. <laughs> Wu Tang may have done it for the children, but Queen does it for the masses. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> to her bottom, to the bottom right, we have the voice of a generation, the professor, Pete Rosado. What is up, everybody? And off of load management Hot and, and suspension and I whatever. <laughs> The Kai Wheat, the Kawhi Leonard. I take yeah. Kawhi Leonard off of being freaking Calvin Cambridge. <laughs> that much. But yeah, y'all know the vibes. Y'all know the vibes. I'm back. I'm back. It is BK Matt. Welcome looking back, good, looking man. healthy. You know, he got anniversary, load management, all of it. You know, he looking fresh and ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Gotta get prepared yeah. for Christmas now. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> And Dre, yeah, so. let's not bury the lead, though. Let's not bury the lead. Mm. You, fresh off what was a insane 24-hour trip down to Florida to see the new <laughs> GCW Women's yeah. Champion crown, yeah, yeah, yeah. come back, the fearless leader. Like, think about this. There are a lot of podcasts that have been like, yo, let's reschedule. Yeah. Let's do this. I got to go to Florida tomorrow night, come back in the morning. Nah. What did Dre do? Dre went. Took care of business in Florida, came back, and still ready to go on time for the podcast today. So let's not bury that lead. And I tried to convince him too. I was like, "Yo, Dre, you know we can stay out in Florida for you know another day. You know, in Florida." (laughs) He's like, "I was gonna, I was gonna go with him, but you know, whatever happened, happened or whatnot." But then he was, he was like, "Nah, we gotta get back and film." I'm like, "You know, but it's Florida. We can film in Florida." He's like, "Nah, nah, it's not gonna film." 
as great as it does. I mean, considering that Dan Levitard is leaving ESPN, you probably could have used his the set from Highly Questionable. Probably, probably, but no, nah, thank you. It, it, consistency is key. We we're at forty two episodes, guys. Like you know, almost four thousand hours of, of of footage and 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 audio. So you know, I pride myself on being. Jackie yeah. Robinson, number 42. That's right. Definitely, definitely. Um, I pride us on being consistent. And, um, you know, I also got to thank Tay because Tay was telling me about it before. Like in earlier episodes, we have to be consistent. So, and, and, and you know, we have, we have, have to. Like Matt was saying this too. We're almost a member of the media, basically. So, you know, ESPN don't take days off. At all. That's should, right. Should, Every time there's a LeBron James story, Brian Windhorst is right there, ready right. to go. And Kendrick <laughs> right. Perkins. And Kendrick, and Kendrick Perkins. Perkins. <laughs> But, I, um, you know what's funny? Every time I see Brian Windhorst covering a story that's not a LeBron James story, I get confused because for like the early part of LeBron's career, it was just like Brian Windhorst was like the LeBron reporter. Yeah. Sort of like Stephen A. with, I- with Iverson, right? Yeah, and yeah. now and now and now it's like Brian Windhorst doing everything NBA. I'm like, this has nothing to do with LeBron. Why is he talking? I almost didn't know who he was up until like two, three years ago. I will honestly say LeBron James made Brian Windhorst's entire ESPN career. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Yeah, you can you can say that. But how was everybody's week? How was everybody's week? Uh, I was I got I got some well needed sleep, so I'm I'm good. It was a cold week. The weather out here in New York has taken a turn for the insane. It got real cold this week. It's been cold and rainy, um, you know, which which I'm actually hoping, just considering everything that's been going on with COVID-19 in New York, I'm really hoping this weather actually helps. I'm hoping it helps people stay indoors, stay home, stay inside, no need to be out and about, no need to be out exposing yourself possibly. So, um you know, you know, I'm hoping that this weather does have a silver lining, as crappy as it's been, that it, it keeps people home. They're talking about shutting down PA again. Well, that's Pennsylvania. Listen, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We all, we almost thought Pennsylvania went red, so you know they can shut it down. Right. Yeah. They shocked me. Shocked me. Queen, Queen, how was your week? She got her head. She got her head did. She got the fluffy hat on. She listen. How we fine. Looking like she married to Frank Lucas. I see you, <laughs> <laughs> my man. Just missing the mint coat. Right. No, no. And then she go out and bring the mint coat. Now what you gonna say? She gonna do, right. she gonna, she gonna do the, the the Teddy Long. Player, player. Holla, holla. Out here, start, she gonna be out here starting tag team matches. <laughs> nah, tell the people, tell the Matt he gotta go one on one with the Undertaker. Undertaker right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I saw a video of Teddy Long saying one on one with the Undertaker. I see the same and it video. Was classic. Somebody said that Teddy's gotta be the one to induct Taker just for that line, right? Or he has to be a part of the Hall of Fame speech, right? Definitely. He has to be. He's yeah, a national treasure too. Him and R True. I think they're like low key, like some of the biggest national treasures. And people forget how how deep how deep uh Teddy goes. Like yeah. Teddy, Teddy, if people actually did their wrestling history, like Teddy managed Undertaker when he was mean Mark as part of the skyscrapers in WCW. So um, you know, Teddy goes, Teddy, Teddy, people forget 
manager in WCW, then came to WWE and became a referee, and then became a super-duper on-screen character as the general manager and things like that. So just a, a storied career for Teddy Long. And most people only know him as the general manager of SmackDown from when he was there. Right. So, um, shout-out to Teddy Long for sure. But let's get right into it. World famous quick hits. Pete, hey. what's yours? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with uh, some interesting news before we get officially into quick hits. I want to do this at the top of the hour. I want to update everybody on uh, the Your Sports Show football rankings uh, right now. Oh, you're tied, right? Because there is a tie at the top. There's a tie at the top. Pete, no, 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 no. This can wait. This can wait. And this, can this, wait. this can wait. <laughs> this can wait. I do want to say, though, for, 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 for posterity's sake, consistency's sake. You got it on a technicality. Because this is true. My this is true. Pick, my is true. first pick, right, I said I wasn't sure. So no one followed up with me the next morning to make sure that my pick was locked in. <laughs> so to be honest with you, we should really substitute the game that I said was going to happen, I said that the Giants were going to win last week and become on top of the division, and y'all scoffed and laughed at me. So, based on technicalities, Pete. <laughs> yes, technicalities. Uh, I love technicalities. Foot on a rope. Ref didn't see it. Yeah, ref, ref definitely didn't see it. Right. But all right, but somebody needs to bury the NFC. <laughs> let's, let's jump right into it for our world famous quick hit, still sponsored mm-hmm. by the Corner Bodega, uh, today on December the fifth. And let's start with the NFL. Uh, NFL memo released on Thursday tells teams that now, due to COVID-19 restrictions, every team has to go virtual for everything for two days following a game. Players will only have access to facilities for medical purposes or rehab and recovery purposes, but all Mm -hmm. facilities for all teams must be shut down and everything must be done virtually for two days following a game in order to try and curb the spread of COVID-19 in the NFL. two days? Wow. Right. Such, such. It, it's so sad because these two days, man, it's just... Wow. It hits, hits them so hard. Right. Um, last week, right as the show was ending, we kind of broke the news that the... Uh, Detroit Lions fired their general manager, Bob Quinn, and their head coach, Matt Patricia. And uh, the Lions ownership has said that they will be casting a wide net in their search for a new general manager and head coach, including college uh, and other areas. But some people in Detroit may already have a preference for who they want as their head coach. A group of Michigan legislators, uh, Republicans and Democrats, I know, can't believe they're working together, right? Football does that. A group of Michigan legislators have sent a letter to Lions ownership urging them to hire 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Saleh, who is a native of Dearborn, Michigan, grew up, uh, was raised and grew up in Michigan, played uh, college football at Northern Michigan, and also coached Michigan State, uh, and has the 49ers as the seventh-ranked defensive unit in the NFL. Deep ties to Michigan, deep ties to college football in Michigan. So Michigan legislators really pushing for Robert Saleh to become the new head coach in Detroit. Uh, other news, Robert Griffin III is on the IL again. After what? starting... 
Yeah, after starting the Ravens game against the Steelers in place of COVID-19 list uh, Lamar Jackson, RG3 has landed on the injured list. Uh, apparently strained his hammy late in the fourth quarter of that game uh, and now has been placed on injured reserve. Uh, QB3 Trace McSorley is currently the only available quarterback on the roster right now. But Lamar Jackson is eligible to possibly come off the COVID list this Sunday. But if by chance he does not is not made eligible for their game this week against the Cowboys and Trace McSorley has to start, he would become the first quarterback since Troy Smith in 2007 to start for the Ravens and not have been drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Trace McSorley in sixth round uh, NFL draft pick. But uh, yeah, RG3. One game, that's all he can take, apparently. I think every single appearance he's made over the last couple of seasons in the backup, he's played one game and then gotten hurt. Retired. Just, so unfortunate. Just, just retired. Just retired. So this guy was a few years ago. And How much money has he made? Not sure. I think the biggest contract he had was that contract with Washington. Of course it was. Then he like, do you, like, Is it around the time we could say, like, maybe you made enough money? And you could probably like just call it quits because I don't see. You. It's it's for the it's for the glory. You get what I'm saying? Like at this point, I'm just saying he was a he was a big talk a few years ago, and never let never was able to live up to media expectations. So they they had this guy as like the next Michael Vick. They and said he's he better, and he got figured out. I think the injuries played a bigger. I think the, inj- the injuries played a bigger role in that. To be honest with you, they did that. That 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 injury that he suffered in Washington was a very tragic injury for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going from one person going out in Robert Griffin III to one person coming back, NFL reports stated this week. That Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon has finally conditionally been reinstated by the league. Um, he can take part in individual workouts. He can take place in meetings and he can go through strength and conditioning, but he cannot join the team for practice or travel or attend games until December 21st, which will be one year and five days since his uh, indefinite suspension was announced. He will be eligible to play in the final two weeks of the season and will join the second best receiving core in the NFL, which includes Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf. Uh, Just a little bit of history behind Josh Gordon. Since being drafted in 2012 by the Cleveland Browns, he has only played in 63 total games since 2012, which is 44% of the games he could possibly play uh, in that time span and has been suspended six times, five of them coming from substance abuse issues. According to Russell Wilson, who has been checking in with him regularly, it seems that his life is uh, back on track. He says that uh, Josh Gordon is seemingly to be uh, in the best place he's ever been. Uh, and Josh Gordon seems very, very happy to be rejoining the Seattle Seahawks. And um, Seahawks offensive coordinator came out, and uh, Brian Schottenheimer came out and said that this just gives them another toy uh, to play with. And remember, when Josh Gordon has been on the field, yeah. he has been a game breaker. Hi, Shanti. Thank you, baby. I meant to say it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm listen. I'm that that was big news for me last week that Shantice actually has legs. Um, you know, so I'm still <laughs> I'm still reeling over that news. I'm telling you, she's gonna choke you, Pete. That's crazy. <laughs> she, he, he's taking your place, Matt. Look, take it, take it. Now that I know that she got legs, I'm good. Moving on to the NBA. Uh, I I didn't know what to lead with this week because up until, what, yesterday, the biggest story was the trade. And then after yesterday, the biggest story was the contract. So let's start with the trade, though, as everyone probably has already heard. Houston has finally traded one of the guards as Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. And from what I'm hearing, a very heavily protected 2023 first round draft pick. Many people already stating that Washington wins this trade and that Houston has lost it uh, dramatically and that this trade was probably an act of desperation by Houston management. 100%. Um. Yes. Uh, Dre, your sound just went out. Went out. Can you hear me now? There we go. Um, Houston has a better roster than than Washington does. With uh, with Boogie playing the five and the rest of the everybody else on Houston, they have a better roster than Washington. This is assuming that Boogie stays healthy. And that's assuming, assuming that John Boogie's- Wall is still the same player that he was before he tore his Achilles tendon. Right, and we've seen Which that every time who has torn their Achilles. still a better team. Even Kobe Bryant, after, after uh, rupturing his Achilles, his scoring yes. average dropped by about 11 points per game after his Achilles injury. And what makes John Wall's situation different from a KD or a Klay Thompson is John Wall's not a shooter. He gets to the rack. So he's not a, a relatively good shooter. He can shoot, but he's not. That's not his scoring prowess. It's him getting to the rack, drawing fouls, making plays, and that's your explosiveness. And John Wall was a very explosive player, so this 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 injury can affect his level of play. And um, virtually, he's the same type player as Russell Westbrook in a sense. So if it didn't work with Russell Westbrook, why do you think it's going to work with John Wall? I have to disagree with you on that as well. Um, I think um, John Wall is more of a pure, purer point guard than Russell Westbrook. I give you that. I'm talking about as far as the offensive part. He's he, he's going to get to the rack. He's not a he's a volume scorer. He, he's a, a volume scorer. How's that going to work with? Not as, he's not some as much of a volume scorer as Russell Westbrook is, though, because Russ has the ball in his hands way more than John Wall does. If, um, Russell passed the ball with four seconds left and wants you to get the assist. John Wall is going to make the, the right play more, more times than not. I, I'm not saying like uh, – um, I get what you, you're saying because I, I essentially said that, but then I really had to think. No, they're about, they they have some a lot of differences. Yeah, they do. So, I'm, not, I'm not saying like they're exactly the same. I said like virtually. Yeah, I, I bet you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope it works out. Because that's three years that they got to be together. You said what, Tay? I think Westbrook's the better player. Yes. Yes, I think Westbrook is the better player for sure. In terms of that skill position as a point guard for what Houston needs, I think that works for Houston. It's very true. I think think there is – go ahead, Tay. It also depends on 
how the coaching is going to play to John Wall because at the end of the day, we had D'Antoni there for some time, and the run them, gun them style offense, we can't really say defense. Um, no, we can't. We yeah. can't. Um, it didn't suit Harden and Westbrook well, even though you thought it would because they're they're prolific. They, they love to score first and ask later. But um, we have to see how the coaching kind of evolves with Wall and plays around the, the potentially limited capabilities. Right. Um, to answer Shaq's question, would it make it, uh, would it make the Wizards a playoff team? I believe so. Uh, Bradley Bill is a good, is a, is a, is a spot him up shooter. He can shoot. And, and they um, got well, the the kid, the Israeli kid in the draft this year, who's yeah. supposed to be a, a a bit of a bit of a great player. And they just re-signed. I'm forgetting the other uh, Latvian player, the one that the Knicks wanted. Uh, f- Bro, can't remember his name. name Bear And Russell's reconnecting back with Scott Middlebrook, which he had success with. So, and that's the Scott one Brooks. coach. Scott yeah, Brooks. Scott, you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, you know what I meant. My bad, but yeah, that's like virtually the only coach that held him accountable in a sense. And, so, you know, and, and we're talking about the East here, right? We're yeah, talking it, about the East. So it, it it could be a possibility that the Wizards could sneak in. Uh, again, they, they don't really have any a, a center, which is going to be a question mark right now. Yeah. Uh, but this, you know, I think they can score it's enough. Hard. It's hard to think that it – no, because when you look at the East, they're not stacked, right, not when you compare the East to the West. But you do have solid teams that have – made playoff noise consistently. You still have the Heat. You still have the Bucks, right? You still have the Celtics. You still have the Nets. You know, you still potentially have the 76ers. Because Doc is going to whip that team into shape. Oh, yeah. I I expect to see a different Ben Simmons this season. And then, I mean, if they do sneak in, it'll probably be a lower-tiered seed, 100%. Because I really see the, the, the landscape of the East changing almost every team apart from the Knicks. And you still, um, have, you still have that scary team in Canada, too. This is very yeah, true. Yeah, that's going to – The Tampa – The Tampa-Toronto yeah. Raptors, right? Yeah, uh, Tampa-Toronto Raptors. Teams. Oh, so, the other big news coming out of the NBA this week, uh, which kind of took over the rush trade – was that Anthony Davis officially signed a five-year, $190 million contract with the L.A. Lakers one day after the news was announced that LeBron James signed a two-year, $85 million extension. Now, the big question that came out of this, the big rumors coming out was that AD was going to sign a short-term contract, align him up with LeBron's contract, and they would both become free agents at the same time. Well, AD explained why that did not happen the evening after he signed his contract. AD said publicly that he signed the longest contract that he possibly could because he, quote, was concerned about his injury history and that he wanted to have as much security as possible just in case something was to happen. Last year with the Lakers, he only missed nine possible games, but in his seven years previous in New Orleans, he did miss a large chunk of games due to various injuries in his career. And so taking security over the big money that could come with uh, the short-term contracts, though, it should be noted that if he does not 
take his player option in his fifth year. He could re-enter free agency and still be in line for one final big money contract. And one, and one would think where the salary cap has possibly spiked after COVID-19 has passed in about four years. Let's be honest, Pete. That's that Rich Paul clutch sports pepping. That's what it was. It was pepping. It was, it's smart. Don't get me wrong. I agree with everything that was said because we all know boy is yes. injury prone. We know it. 100%. I agree with it. But that's still that rich Paul Pepper. Let's be let's be one hundred. Shoot, if we go back, that's happened to John Wall too. Exactly. John Wall and got hurt and then his contract started. Imagine if Demarcus right. Cousins had that. Imagine if Demarcus Cousins right. had that. Right, he'd right. Be, he'd be he'd be set. Um. Media week has started. As we know, the NBA is only about two and a half weeks away. Uh, media week has started. And uh, in, in a move that I don't think is going to really gain him any favors with the town or the media, uh, Kyrie Irving elected to not show up virtually live uh, and instead send out a written statement uh, instead of making himself available that in part said, and I quote, Instead of speaking to the media today, I am issuing this statement to ensure that my message is properly conveyed. I am committed to show up to work every day, ready to have fun, compete, perform, and win championships alongside my teammates and colleagues in the Nets organization. Uh, I got to ask y'all, good look or bad look, Kyrie not showing up for media day? Um, for me, um, I could care less. To be honest, um, he put out a statement. He's speaking. We you, people want to hear what he has to say, uh, virtual or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're hearing from him. I don't know why he chose to write wrote it out as if people are not going to misconstrue his words, regardless of whether they're written down or not. So, I mean, to each his own. But it. it I can care less. So, and it's not a Kyrie hate thing. It's like he he did that for attention. Shout like, out to real. our our guest from last week, Ashley Baker, joining us in the chat. Um, on the Kyrie media statement thing, there's only one thing. Yes, yeah, it, it is about. It is a bad look, I feel. Um, but there's only one issue that I have with what you said. The Nets are not Brooklyn team. Brooklyn's team, to be honest with you, as a community, right? Even though it's not – his favor is already – people are going to like Kyrie for the most part because of his pedigree, right? Somebody's right. background is going insane. Okay. People like Kyrie's pedigree. He's known for saying kind of asinine things in the media. But at the end of the day, this is kind of supposed to be their year. Right? So this was his opportunity to kind of change the narrative that's been surrounding him in the media in a shortened season. You get what I'm saying? And kind of put the antics behind him. I mean, I agree with Dre in a way too. Like, it doesn't change my opinion either way. But um, we have to kind of call it what it is. The Nets are always going to be a Jersey team. It's not going to be a. It's not a Brooklyn team. People in Brooklyn don't really. If you're a diehard basketball fan, you don't from New York. You don't care about the Nets. 
Mets, right? They still rooting for them Dodgers. Um, and I think Ashley said this too. It's part of the job. You are a leader. You should show up if your teammates are there. Again, it makes sense. You're supposed to, but for the most part, again, carry everything. And I think I could understand it a little bit more if it was physical availability and he was worried about COVID and stuff like that. I could get that, right? Then you send out a written statement and say, hey, this is just how it is. But because it was virtual media day, um, I think especially everybody wants to hear from Kyrie because he was the only one of the, of the big two to play last year, right? right. Um, and, and you're coming off that injury as well. Um, and there have been there have been more questions about Kyrie's ability to be a leader and his ability to be the impact player more than there's been about KD. And so I think there's a lot more questions. The questions surrounding KD are injury related. The questions surrounding Kyrie are leadership and teamwork related. And I think this doesn't really serve him very, very well. Um, just quickly for time, let's run through the rest of these. Uh, oh, go ahead, Matt. I know, go ahead. Well, we kind of know where you're going to go. That's why I kind of was like, no. Nah, I'm actually might shock you, honestly. Okay. Um, do I? It is a bad look. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're one of the captains, leaders. You Like Ashley said, you have to be – you have to show up and show out. And granted, no matter what he said, how he said it, where he said it, the, the view on Kyrie is going to always be bad because of what he's done in the past, and that's just how that's going to be. So – I don't agree what he did, but do I care about it more or less? No, I care about more or less what he does on the court. And like y'all said, this is supposed to be their year. They're supposed to take the East. They are the heavily favorites. Some are stupid enough to actually say the Milwaukee Bucks are still the favorites. I don't see that. I don't see it either. I I don't don't see see it, but but believe it or not, they they got them high on the rankings. Like they're going to be the number one seed in the East. Yeah, I noticed that. It is what it is. The only issue I have with what you say, Matt, is that, yeah, we do care about on-court production, right? But if you are considered one of the leaders on your team, if you are that NBA superstar that you claim to be, you get what I'm saying? And this is a virtual media. You don't have to do much but kind of roll out and, you know, say a few things, take a couple of pre-planned questions. You get what I'm saying? Like, this was just a little way to show his teammates that – you know what I'm saying? I'm that leader that that the Brooklyn Nets are paying me to be. I agree with you, but I, I think he's more or less in the – I think him and KD more or less in the mindset that they don't trust the media. And there's nothing that nobody can really say or or, or, or feel to to go across that. That's just how they feel. I mean – It's and, trash, though. And it the is. Media, the media. The thing is, everyone's like the media, the media. We don't trust the media. But if it wasn't for the media putting hype on your name, a lot of people wouldn't really care about who you are off the court. And at the end of the day, if or if your off-the-court production is low or if your off-the-court production is inconsistent, the media is the only one that's allowing your fans to have that connection with you. Yes, right. of course. The media goes with sensationalism. That's my biggest problem. But this whole I don't trust the media type of thing, like I don't trust you on the court. So I guess we both mad. Right, right. Like I said, I virtually just care what he does on the court. Speaking of on the court, the NBA released the first half of its schedule this week. Uh, This year they will be releasing the schedule in two halves just based on COVID-19, not knowing what might have to change in the second half of the schedule. So they're only releasing the first half of the schedule. Some notable games on the schedule, and we talk about on the court, 
Well, the Nets are going to get a quick on-the-court welcome back. As on opening night, it will be the Nets versus the Golden State Warriors in Brooklyn. They will play them again in February when the Nets go to Golden State, and it will be Durant's first game in the Chase Center since he left Golden State. Uh, we have two games on the in the first half of the schedule between the Rockets and the Wizards, so we will get to see those teams face off against each other. We have a game between the Rockets and Philly. Um, Rockets and Philly in the first half of the schedule. The Bucks and the Heat will play back-to-back games on December 29th and December 30th. And the Nets will face the Lakers on February 18th. Just a couple of notable games. And something else to note about the NBA schedule this year, they are going to somewhat of a Major League Baseball schedule where teams will be playing multiple back-to-back games against the same teams. So kind of doing those, you know, almost like series types. Uh, to kind of mitigate the travel and try to get in as many games as possible with teams not moving around as much. Uh, so Jimmy Butler don't play with people, kids. Yeah. <laughs> another thing that the NBA they're instituting a twice a week testing for the household members of the players or any type of staff and any type of like personnel. So yeah, they're on really top of other things. Yeah, they're really pushing safety precautions yeah. for everyone. Well, there, there, there will be crowds, I guess, in certain arenas, depending on the arenas and their own COVID things. But uh, to go what Tay was saying, that was going to be my last story for the NBA in and of itself before I get to our last kind of uh, quick stories. Um, the NBA provided its teams with a 158-page health and safety guide for the upcoming season, which, as Tay says, includes the testing um for twice a week for household members of players and staff. But as well, the guide is banning players and staff from going to bars and clubs, live entertainment and gaming venues, public gyms, spas, and pools while in their home markets. And that taking part in large indoor gatherings of 15 or more people is also prohibited. While they're on the road, Players and staff will be permitted to dine at approved restaurants only that are either outdoors or in a fully privatized space. So it's going to be very interesting. Now, there are no official punishments, but the guide included suggestions for punishments should players or staff members break the protocols. Among the options are fines, suspensions, and required training sessions. So apparently the NBA going Coach Carter with it, you're going to have to run laps if you break the break the COVID protocols. I think it should be a little bit harsher. Um the, the punishment and it should be codified to me league-wide. This is what happens if you do this. This is what happens if you do that. Um, because I sense a situation where you're going to get some players, and I, I really hope no one does, but if you get cer- some player of a certain stature break a, a protocol, they're going to get treated a little bit differently by their team than somebody else would. So a, a great no. job on the NBA for pushing forward health and safety. I think the one misstep – that they did not codify league-wide, these are what the punishments are if this happens, regardless of who you are, whether you're LeBron James or you're the 12th man on the bench. And and the snitch line is back. The snitch line is back. (laughs) This is true. The snitch line is back. Uh, Our last three quick stories – 
obviously everyone saw the uh, the the fight <coughs> fake fight that uh, happened uh, last week as the uh, the much heralded Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. throwdown came to a beautiful ending of a draw. Um, at the was it that Mike Tyson looked really good, or was it that Roy Jones looked really slow? I think both of it. I think Tyson looked incredible. I think but both. Roy made him look better. Roy, yeah, made, him Roy better. made him look better. But also, yeah. I think it's very something, – something something that I read online. Roy's only been retired for two years. Mm-hmm. And for him to look that bad and be that out of – you would have thought that it would have been easier for Roy to get back into some sort of ring shape with two years off versus Tyson getting back into the ring shape that he got into with all that time off that Tyson. You know what? You know what? Roy Jones started to look stronger. What I would say is that his stamina was better. Mm -hmm. He started to kind of come to life a little bit more the last three or four rounds, whereas Mike was starting to slow down. The the result was really disappointing. I felt that if I, I had a feeling that if it was to go to decision, that it would not have been a fair one. There was one referee or judge, unofficial judge, that was scoring it backwards the entire oh, man. <laughs> the entire time. I was like, are we looking at the same fight? And that's when I knew it was a jux. Yeah, it was. It, I, I mean, we, we kind of predicted it. In the show, we was basically saying like this was to protect Roy. I mean, he, he did. This is why it was an exhibition. It doesn't go on a record. Roy's last fight is going to always be him beating um, what's the dude named Scott something? What was it Scott uh, Sigmon or it was something like that? I forgot what it was. It was a cruiserweight fight. So um, it was to protect Roy, and Roy looked relatively terrible. Yeah. Fifty-one um, year old man should look like going into a boxing match. I mean, come on. Tyson didn't look like. At that. the same time, Tyson didn't look Roy, like that. Roy, he started to slow. They, I was starting to get a little nervous for for Tyson around round six, round seven. I was like, "Ooh, baby, you're looking a little shaky." But I also Roy. felt like Tyson had a little bit more in his repertoire. Like he still had snap to his punches. He was yeah. still attacking. It felt like Roy was running the whole fight. The only the only punch he had landing was that no look punch that he was throwing. Oh, and it when felt he like walked he, through it. Yeah. yeah, and it felt like he was throwing that like five or six times around. That was his uh, move. But that's where he was getting his points from. Yeah, because somebody was. somebody broke it down to me. I'm just like, it looked like Mike was just wilding out. But Roy Jones was getting like love taps in and those kind of points. Yeah. Like, was saying them body shots. I thought I thought Roy's kidney was gonna come down. So yeah, it was it true. was getting bad. I was like, oh my god. We're we're not gonna talk about the knockdown that happened earlier in the day. I feel like it's gotten in that fight day. It felt like it's got enough coverage this week. But what did I say? Yeah, yes, you did. We I think I think a lot of people said it right, but you did say Boy, it live on this show. Terry said said it out loud. Yeah. Nate Robinson is gonna get knocked out. And he did. Uh, and last two quick stories, just some, some things coming out of NCAA women's basketball. Um, South Carolina had been unbeaten for 29 weeks. The South Carolina women's basketball team had been unbeaten and ranked number one for 29 weeks until this week when they lost to number eight NC State, 54-46. It was South Carolina's first loss since November 28, 2019. 
And also NC State's first victory over a number one ranked team since an NCAA tournament win over Duke a couple of years ago. And last but not least, um, I want to give a big shout out, a little bit of a Homer story here. Um, to Tiana Monska Cahia, who is the all-time assist leader for the Syracuse Lady Orange. Uh, many people may not have known about this story, but on Sunday, last week Sunday, uh, Syracuse had a 50-39 to victory over Stony Brook. And Tiana played in that game, and she had not played in a competitive basketball game in 650 days. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer and had to miss last season miss last season to undergo both chemotherapy and then a double mastectomy last year. She has not played in 615 days. She for, she decided to forego going to the WNBA, came back for her final year of eligibility. Uh, and played in her first game last week Sunday. The Australian native had 16 points, seven rebounds, four steals, and three assists. Uh, she was diagnosed in June 2019, went through eight rounds of chemo, two operations, and then two months later um, decided, you know, had to continue to sit on the bench, uh, was forced to watch all of last season because she was not cleared for competition and played 36 minutes in her first game back. So welcome back, Tiana. Huge comeback story for this young lady. Uh, like I said, a little bit of a Homer story for me, but I think anybody coming back from something like that, 615 days, this young lady, great courage coming out. And I hope uh, she has a great season this year for the Lady Orange, not only for, for my collegiate team, the Orange, but also just for herself. I hope she has a great final season in the right. NCAA. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been Quick Hits for December the 5th. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Not so quick hits today. Right, yeah, right, not so right. quick hits today. <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 you know, this was, this was good. This was good. Um, so you brought up earlier in Quick Hits about the records and, you know, we, we have a bit of an asterisk next to this week's record uh, because, because, you know. We have a big bit of an asterisk. We have, a, we have a big bit of an asterisk because, you know, Tay didn't use her, um, her undecisive card last week. So, I, I mean, I get it. I said I wanted to like. I, was like, I should have used that undecisive call when y'all tried to pressure me into that Bears pick, and I was like, I wanted to pick the Rams. <laughs> I wanted to pick the Rams, but y'all made me pick the Bears. I didn't want to pick the Bears. So what is what is the current standings this week? It is a uh, a tie at first place. Tie in first place. Myself and Tay both 25 and 15. Uh -huh. Matt, one game out of first at 24 and 16. And then Dre, 22 and 18, bringing up the rear. He's three coming games, back. Three I'm actually not far. He's I'm coming actually back. not far. <laughs> three games out of first. I need y'all to trip up, but I only got, what, three weeks left. So, like. Wow. You need to all have a bad week and Dre get all the picks right. No, but but then it's going to look crazy because I picked the, I picked the games. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> if I do that and, and I go 5-0 and one week, and it happens it's like, oh well, you picked the game, so something's funny. <laughs> so, so um, how about those Giants? Boy, I didn't think they were gonna win that how game. How about them Giants? Colt McCoy gonna probably start this week. 
Colt McCoy. They keep talking about how tough Daniel Jones is, and I just I don't see it. I don't like Daniel Jones. I didn't like Daniel Jones from the beginning. I don't know why. They could have went a whole different way, but they chose Daniel Jones. Tell me who was the last quarterback to come out of Duke. Duke! They're in basketball school. He's going to be a late bloomer. Clearly. He's going to be a late bloomer. I feel as if... um, I don't know. There's something missing. He's a good runner. I think he's better when he makes plays for himself. You get what I'm saying? I think that he, he has that athleticism. That's pretty good. Um, but I I, ugh, I don't know. But I do see the Giants kind of winning the NFC East, though. We got no freaking choice. The rest of this East suck. Dallas ain't doing nothing. Washington does have a great defense, though. That's it? That's it. And Philly, we ain't even going to talk about Philly. It just makes no sense. Yeah, Carson, makes crazy. No sense. Everybody gets mad when I say things about Carson Wentz, and then I end up being right, and then what? Don't say everybody. <laughs> just say Wilkins. Just Wilkins. Just say Wilkins. <laughs> the, cra- the craziest thing? are very passionate about Carson Wentz. I know. Mm-hmm. Philly in general. Like, I, I, I hated working in the kitchen because that's all they talk to. I'm like, yo, y'all, you suck. Y'all got to suck. Y'all got to understand that. Granted, they throw the Jets card. You got that. Cool. It is what it is. I've accepted it. Pete, you accepted it. We accepted we are it. Long, listen, we are like Cubs fans in the NFL. We are long-suffering Jets fans. It exactly. is what it is. But you know what? I think the difference is the difference between the Jets and, and, and the Philly is Philly was going to the playoffs regularly. They was going to the conference finals with McNabb. They went to that Super Bowl and lost. Then they got Carson Wentz. They went to two, they went to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and they had Wentz and Foles on the roster. They had all this stuff going on. Foles we ain't never gone that So Foles wins the Super Bowl, and then y'all still keep Carson Wentz. Like, he's worth the, the contract that they signed him. It's just, look, what, look, why are we talking about the NFC East is what I want to know. Why? Why? My team is on that league, that, that division. So we have to talk about them. Right. Like, We're not Jets fans. Two of us are Giants fans. Like, we have to. We always have to talk about the, the Jets every you – know, I have to remind you guys that the last good quarterback you had was Buma Esiason. Well, we have to say that all the time. Vinny Testaverde and Chad Penny. Thank you. Like, how you going to disrespect Penny? How you want okay, okay. Test- you know, was a very good quarterback. Chester Verdi was a good quarterback. Chad was a very good quarterback as well. What did he do? Chad Pennington took us to the playoffs repeatedly. Pennington took us to the playoffs every year. You can always tell a Jets fan about when they say, oh, they took us to the playoffs, though. That's right. Mr. Buck Fumble took y'all to the playoffs, too. And what happened? No, 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 no. Don't get me started on Fumble. I can talk about Fumble and the Tiki Barber. I could go there. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mark Sanchez. Tiki Barber left with a ring. Mark Sanchez never took us to the playoffs. That Jets defense and Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> took us to the playoffs. We Somebody got to hand the ball off. Somebody okay. got to hand the ball off. <laughs> Listen, we ain't never gone to the playoffs on the strength of Mark Sanchez. We went to the playoffs on the strength of the Rex Ryan defensives. Okay. Bart Scott. 
coming over from the Ravens and helping yeah, lend some right. credence to them defenses. Okay, it was never, it was never because of Mark Sanchez. When we went to the playoffs under Chad Pennington, it was because of Herm Edwards coaching, the running of Curtis Martin, the playability of Chad Pennington, the wide receivers that were Lavernius Coles, uh, Wayne Corbett. We had some great players on those teams, but we ran into repeatedly. In the rapture by Anita Baker, please. Yeah, repeatedly we ran into. We you ran into because y'all holding on to the fact that y'all y'all winning the NFC East and y'all record suck. That's what you need to play in the rapture for. They might Boy, be that's actually. coming from the that's coming from people who are zero and eleven. Wow, I'm <laughs> proud of you. Wow. Trying to get I'm Trevor Lawrence. Don't do that. Y'all not gonna get Trevor Lawrence. That's the problem. Y'all not gonna get him. We could. Y'all not if he stay. It's a possi- it's a possi- what are you gonna do if he stay? Look, what are you gonna do if he stay? Don't piss on our hopes, Dre. Don't do that. We don't Matt, do that. Why, why don't you go, Matt? Why don't you go be the quarterback? I could. They, 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 I you could. could. You probably could. I could. I played QB yeah. before. I'll do it. They are terrible. They are terrible, and they will always be terrible. Nobody's gonna tell me any different. The Jets will always be terrible. You know what, Dre? Y'all are not too far behind us anyway, so I don't know yeah. why you... Now the Giants may be the second team. Right, but we'll never have a, a zero in anything season. We're like, come on. I <laughs> come have on. not seen that in they my life. They're just going to hold on to the fact that they might win a division under 500. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, but at least we'll be able to win a game. Like, y'all, when y'all win a game, y'all can come back to Right. When y'all win a game, y'all gonna be mad because y'all think y'all about to get this number one pick. And y'all, like, the only reason why y'all win a game is because we're in a pick. No, we are gonna get the number one pick, and, and it's okay if we don't pick Warren. That sounds like hate in your voice. That's I'll take Justin Fields. That's not hate. That sounds a lot. That sounds like a lot of hateration. It's not hate. <laughs> it's, it's not hate. It's just understanding. And, no, and, and, it's, it's a very, it's an understanding. No, it's not, That's it's not hate out of Matt. I'm the one that hates on the Giants because I hate on Eli every day of my God-given life. But you know, the thing is, none of your two, the, none of the quarterbacks that you've mentioned that ran the Jets offense, right, can right. light a candle next to Eli Manning. You know why? Because he wants you to know why. Because Peyton Manning's little brother. And he, and to be honest with you, when he was the general of the Giants, right? We were always either in the playoff contention or right there. Only time no I root for the Giants is when they went against the Patriots. No one talks. No one talked about the Jets seriously in my lifetime. Not even when y'all made the AFC Championship. <laughs> Not even. Can we go to the next subject, please? We gotta make no, our No. No, this is yeah. No, this is the sub. This turned into the subject because y'all wanted to 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 get nasty about about the Giants. Because I understand like, why we're yeah. talking about the Giants right now or the NFC East at all. Well, we're talking. You know why we talk about the Giants? Because um, well, that that should be a bonus game for us. That should be a bonus game for us. The um, I, it's not a, it's not in our pick five, but you know what? We have a six game this week. Who's gonna win, win this week? Um, between the Giants and the Seahawks. Oh, oh my Seahawks. God. The Seahawks. Are you Seahawks? Are you serious? Is that really a question you're asking right now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Seahawks are winning. Hey. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Especially when Colt McCoy starts. Are you serious? Listen, that the Seahawks been shaky. Play. I felt so bad. I was like, this, this poor guy. 
Colt McCoy, the last great quarterback out of the University of Texas. Man, man, I, I mean, man. I, let me tell you something. Colt McCoy, if he really gets into the swing of this offense, he might be okay. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't. I think that last week was kind of like a a deer in headlights moment. I don't think Daniel Jones's injury. I think I, I thought that he was still going to try to push through. I didn't know it had gotten as bad as it did. But um, next, yeah, um, Browns Titans. Hold on, I'm gonna write this. Gotta write this down. Who you got, Jay? I have the Titans. Who you got, Pete? I am also going to take the Titans. No faith in Baker Mayfield. Are you taking the Browns? Hell no. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they're like they, we talk about the Steelers being a bad 11 and 0 team. The, the Browns are a bad eight and three team. They have a negative twenty one point differential, and they're eight and three. <laughs> but yeah, he still has commercials, ain't that something? I like those commercials with him and his wife. Oh, Bill Beckham got commercials. What's the last thing he did? Uh, let's, let's like, he he, he caught that 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 uh that catch. Now like a hundred years ago. Right, he was on a he was on he was on a boat with a bunch of men, and 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 then lost <laughs> the game after. <laughs> That oh my god, we were getting ready to play the Packers the next day. Oh, bro, the Packers, y'all, yeah, terrible. And that terrible. to be resigned with the Giants, and I feel like he was somebody who should have always stayed a Giant. Who old sure. Um, Victor Cruz. Oh, no, oh yeah, Victor Cruz. Victor definitely. Cruz. I always love Victor Cruz. I love oh, him. No, another wide receiver that I had a lot of love for that I fell fell off with the Giants a lot was Mario Manningham. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I thought he should have been I thought he should have okay. been there for a while too. But you know, you know yeah. I think Shannon Sharp said something like because we're talking about quarterbacks now. I think mm-hmm. he thinks Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I don't know. One is playing better than the other this year. Like they got into a whole <laughs> argument, him is skill. Skip. Yeah. Skip. But, but your boy ain't doing nothing right now. Skip. But you got all this to say about Aaron Rodgers, Skip. Because the, the, he threw the stat up that Tom Brady has thrown 11 interceptions this year. And uh, I, I was about to call him somebody else. Um, Rodgers has thrown 11 picks in like in a, a span of a couple years. Yeah. Like five years. So... With, and with less. With, with less. less. Well, that, I mean, means probably, that means probably Aaron taking Rogers shots. Not, Aaron, I'm not going to even go on my rant about Aaron Rodgers, but next. <laughs> I mean, Rams, I just wanted to know what y'all thought about it. but yeah. No, I saw it. I was like, I guess. Just one is just playing better than the other, but not. it's really it, – that's a whole different thing. Rams and Cardinals. Oh, wait. Did Tay pick on the Browns and Titans? Yeah. Who's your pick? I picked the Titans. Do I need to change my pick? <laughs> There's something I don't know. You know something we don't know. Clearly. Right. Um the Rams cards. I'm on the Rams. This is tough because you got the Rams who have a really great defense, but a shitty offense. That's why. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Cardinals, yeah, who have a terrible, you know, but Kyler Murray can get them out of some holes, man. But um, this is really a tough, 
tough game to pick. Come back to me before the end of the pick. Rams have been screwing me over. Kyler Murray is looking like baby baby Russell. Yes. He's looking like baby Russell. And and if he can get the same or at least a decent defense over there, it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, Bills and Niners. Wait, I don't think we all – did we all pick? Everybody picked on that? No, nah, Tay didn't pick. Yeah. I thought you picked. No? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tay's taking the cards and Dre and Matt. Y'all both took the Rams, right? I, I picked the Cardinals. No, okay. I took the Rams. I took the Rams. Rams have been screwing me over the last three weeks. I'm good. Ah. Next mm. Pete, you ain't picked. Uh, I am going to – I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You know something that Tay said earlier this uh, earlier on one of our shows, and I fully believe with uh, defense wins championships. So I am gonna I'm gonna take the Rams, but I honestly would not be surprised if they lose this game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose, but I'm not betting on them to lose this one. They should win this one. Yeah. Um. So Bills and Niners. I'm gonna take Buffalo. I, you know, I, I feel like they, they really, they really need. I think they're starting to realize how much they need to be winning right now, uh, and, and to think they're a better team. Their defense has some holes in it right now. The Niners have a really good defense, but I have no faith in the Niners' offense at all. None at all. So I, I will take, I will take Josh Allen and them Bills. I got the Bills, too. Yeah, I got the Bills. Yeah, I'm going with the majority. Because I, I don't really trust the 49ers. The Niners showed, showed something last week, but I'm just like, no, y'all not going to do that to the Bills. I mean, Is it already, I mean, Garoppolo still injured? Yeah. Yeah. Richard Sherman came back. Oh, wow. Not going to be, gonna be Yeah. He got it in seven. <laughs> um, them boys versus them Ravens. Ravens. The Ravens. I'm taking. Uh, well, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all, real quick to pick. See, here's my thing. I think it really depends on if Lamar Jackson comes back. Because I think even if Lamar Jackson comes mm-hmm. back on, if Lamar Jackson comes back on Sunday, even with everything that he's done and how bad he's been. I don't think the Cowboys can beat him, right? Um, I think Lamar Jackson's a lot more dangerous. I think it's tough, though, because if Trace McSorley's going to start, mm-hmm. then I think this is a game where it's like, how do the Cowboys not win this game? Um, so I really think it depends on who the starting quarterback is for the Ravens come this game. Because this game is not on Sunday. This game's on Tuesday. Right, I and I want to pick the Cowboys in this, but Zeke has not been playing good at all this season. I I move, I move that we table this singular game till Sunday till we figure out if Lamar Jackson is going to be activated for this game or not. He should be though. He should be. He's eligible to come off the COVID list on Sunday, but there's a chance that he may not. He still does need to make to go through all the testing to come off the list. Right. Okay. So this one we'll pick. All right. We'll pick 
Sunday, and you, we'll pick it up Sunday, and it, we'll post it. Well, yeah, we'll post it. I think so, Pete got some faith in Andy Dalton. That's what it is. You can have that. Listen, <laughs> you can have, you definitely if, can have that. But, Trace, but. If, listen, if you got third string practice squad Trace McSorley starting for the Ravens against Andy Dalton and Ezekiel Elliott, I would rather take Dalton and Elliott over Trace McSorley. He did good last um last week. I give him that. Even though they, they play right. the Vikings, right? Yeah. Let's table it. Okay, we'll table it. Um, Patriots, Chargers. So the funny yeah. thing is, there's a gambling stat that I know that um, I think against the spread, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick against first to second year quarterbacks, even going oh. back to the time, even going back to the time when I mean, he uh, – Cleveland, he has won 65% of the games against uh, first and second year quarterbacks against the spread. So he's covered the spread, not necessarily saying he's won, but first and second year quarterbacks don't do great against Belichick. And interesting stat to note here, the only game, the only defensive team that Justin Herbert has got trouble with were the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins defense, the Brian Flores defense, is an offshoot of the Patriots defense in um, in, in New England. So there's that as well. I'm going to go with uh, – it pains me to say it, but I may go with the Chargers this game. Um, Cam, is, Cam is all right. Um, he he he's dropping, and I think him catching him being on the COVID list and um, not playing for that time kind of messed up his momentum, and he hasn't been able to get it back. Um, like I said, this is not you know, you know, jokes or anything like that. But he they barely beat the Jets. Like if the Jets actually played that game, they probably would have beat the Patriots. Honestly, that they play good every time they play the Patriots. It's like I yeah. don't know why. But that's like the only time they really want to play and act like they're they're an NFL league team, right? Um, so I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Um, I think Herbert does it this week. Um, I might go with the Chargers only because I think um, Cam is questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 Stidham Jared Stidham time now. Um. Mm-hmm. I've actually been talking to a couple of friends about this. I honestly think that the, the Patriots should be doing everything possible to go after um, Matthew Stafford and get him out of Detroit um, yeah. next year and give oh, him yeah. an opportunity to be able to do something. I think Matthew Stafford in New England could be a dangerous, a dangerous uh, combination. Um, I'm going to go with the man that I've picked to be rookie of the year and Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Um, I really need this kid to get a win because I feel like he's playing out of his shoes but can't win, can't find a win. Um, and this may be, and this hopefully will be the time that he can do that. Uh, it might be midnight being struck on Cam Newton, Bill Belichick. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it just don't feel right no more. Like, Dre, you might be right. I think maybe COVID might have got to him and it killed his momentum, but they haven't, they didn't play with that same. Level of energy they started the season out with, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I might have. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with the Chargers for this one. Yeah, I think uh, he went pumpkin, bro. He went pumpkin, yeah. and it was just like, oh man, bro. So now you're making it harder to pick you. Like, 
ever since you know he came back, I've had Ben Roethlisberger as my starting QB, and Ben hasn't been playing the best in my fa- in, in the fantasy. And I'm just like, uh, it's better than Cam right now. I like he sucked the bed last week. Boy, the bed, they they right? got the win, but I felt like he sucked the bed a little bit. Yeah, 